6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. It is called Alberta 2030, and it's being described as a roadmap for a re-envisioned post-secondary system that will focus on high-quality education and the skills and training needed for Alberta's future. The University of Alberta signing on to this or being a part of this, this 10-year blueprint, and we're thrilled to have Dr. Bill Flanagan, the uh, president of the University of Alberta, joining us this afternoon to talk about Alberta 2030 and so much more that's going on at the university right now. Mr. Flanagan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Delighted to join. It's nice to have you here. Tell us about Alberta 2030. What is this blueprint? And it stems from, really, uh, recommendations in the McKinnon report from a couple of years ago. But what does this mean for the university? What does it mean for students? Well, it's an important strategic direction for the whole sector, the post-secondary sector in Alberta. And the Minister of Advanced Ed has been very involved in a long series of consultations that has led to this report. There's lots of good news for students. Uh, There's going to be increased support for students with financial need, which is very important because we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to participate in post-secondary. And also the government has announced an ambitious target that all post-secondary students in Alberta will have access to a work integrated learning opportunity. So a hands-on opportunity to learn in the workplace, which will be of great value to our students and really give them a leg up in searching in the job market. I mean, to me, that sounds like uh, what I something that I took in college, and I forget what it was called. It was, you know, work placement or job placement, whatever it was. And I think there has been some, you know, questions about that over the years. About is it paid? Is it not paid? How is it? How does that unfold? Um, I, I, it might be too early to even you know, talk about that or dive into that. But when you look at that work experience, what does that look like? Yeah, well, it can be very diverse. I mean, it's uh, yeah. not often paid. Like for example, in the law school, we will have a law clinic that provides free legal services uh, with the supervision of a lawyer. And the students, of course, love to have this opportunity. They're delighted to work in the law clinic. It gives them great hands-on experience. It's how they can really get a sense of what it's like to be a lawyer. And, of course, the school's also really pleased to be able to offer free legal services to low-income residents. So that's just one example of a work-integrated learning, but we've got it throughout the university. In fact, over 80% of our students at the University of Alberta already participate in some kind of work integrated learning opportunity and we look forward to expanding that under the Alberta 2030. Uh, Dr. Flanagan, in uh, in an article today, it said that uh, Alberta 2030 also moves to deconsolidate Alberta's research-intensive universities' financial statements from the government of Alberta's public accounts. What does that exactly mean, and what does it mean for the university? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a little bit difficult to unpack, but in a nutshell, okay. what it means is that our books are no longer rolled up into the province's books. And the province right now is under a great deal of pressure to reduce its expenditures. Whereas we as a university, we want to grow. We want to draw more research dollars, more students. I mean, we're in a position to grow and drive economic growth in the province as a whole. So being consolidated with the provincial budget really puts pressure on us not to grow. And so our message constantly to the province has been uh, unfree our, you know, untie our hands, 
release us of this red tape, allow us to deconsolidate from the provincial budget, and then we can grow and we can be an even greater engine of economic growth for the province. And so that's uh, been a key outcome of Alberta 2030. The minister announced today that they will be pursuing deconsolidation for the top um, three research-intensive universities, that is University of Alberta, Calgary, and Lethbridge. So that's a great win for us and a great win for the province. Dr. Bill Flanagan joining me this afternoon, the president at the University of Alberta. And there's so much to talk about. You talk about wanting to grow. You touched on, uh, you know, Alberta uh, 2030 and bolstering student aid for students as well. And that was one of the calls that I heard a couple of weeks back uh, when I was talking with uh, members of the student union at the University of Alberta in in relation to the tuition increases. Can we, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about those tuition increases. Um, You know, some of them... Um, what the range, you know, from 17 to what 104 percent, depending on on what uh, what courses or what program you're taking. I mean, those are massive increases. How do you grow students? How do you grow the number of students coming to the university when you're increasing tuition like that? Yeah, well, those are very those are not large programs where we're pursuing what are called extraordinary tuition increases. Uh, what would be affecting only a, a relatively small number of students. Uh, in terms of enrollment growth, the great opportunity for us is a very young demographic in Alberta, a very young population. In fact, our applications from Alberta high school students this year alone are up 10%. And so there's many more students who are seeking to come study at the University of Alberta. And so we project that with the, just the demographic data in Alberta, we could grow our enrollment from what it is currently 40,000 students to as much as 50,000 students in the next three to four, four years. So we're very keen to pursue that enrollment growth opportunity. And of course, it's very important that the that a education at U of A be accessible for students with financial need. And any of the tuition increases that we're proposing or that are, or that are currently underway, uh, we're setting aside a substantial amount of that to support exclusively to support students with financial need. Yeah, you know, the concern is there and it's been raised a lot and I wanted to ask you about it, Dr. Flanagan, is, you know, d- does those, you know, do the increases limit access to some of those programs for, for students who just simply won't be able to uh, to afford it or they're going to be trying to juggle another job while trying to go to school as well? There's got to be concern on that. You, you want to make sure that, that post-secondary education is inclusive. Absolutely. It's a core value for us at the University of Alberta that all qualified students be able to attend regardless of their financial circumstance. So helping students with financial need is very important to us and this is why we set aside a substantial amount of our tuition revenue exclusively to support students with financial need. And it's also why we welcome uh, today's announcement in the Alberta 2030 where Alberta is going to step up and substantially increase its support for students with financial need. Uh, That's how we build the future of the province is making sure that there is opportunity for all. We know that, um, you know, the province uh, under financial constraints, we know that uh, the school itself uh, facing some financial challenges as well. I think I had heard the number around uh, $60 million um, that needed to be cut. What is being done on that front? And I know a lot of people are wondering what's being done at at an administrative level um, to to help with that number and, and not affect programs, but looking at maybe big 
salaries, you know, that sort of thing, because you're always going to hear about that, Dr. Flanagan. <laughs> yes, big salaries. <laughs> uh, well, there, as you mentioned, there have been significant cuts to our Campus Alberta grant, and this is across the sector, the post-secondary sector. And about two and a half years ago, the government of Alberta announced that there would be these significant reductions uh, to bring us more in line with what is the norm in Canada in terms of levels of funding. And so what we've done at the University of Alberta is launched a very ambitious program of administrative and academic restructuring to reduce our administrative costs by $124 million a year. So very, very ambitious target. And we're really reinventing how we provide services on campus. We want to preserve our core mission of teaching and research. So particularly the student experience, we do not want that to be adversely affected by these reductions. So we're thinking very creatively about how we can continue to provide a high level of service to our students and our faculty with significantly fewer numbers of staff. And we're doing this by centralizing the provision of much of these services uh, by achieving economies of scale and efficiencies associated with specialization. Very ambitious plan. We're really leading the sector in Canada in terms of our, our level of ambition for providing an, a, a very a consistently high quality of service at a significantly reduced price. Dr. Bill Flanagan joining me this afternoon. You talk about uh, student experience and, um, you know, it's it's obviously been a very different student experience over the past 14 months. What does the student experience look like come September? Yes, well, we are hopeful, of course, that uh, with the rollout of vaccines that uh, life will will return more to normal. So we're planning, as I believe it's as much as 80% of our classes will be face-to-face. That is, we're anticipating by a large measure a return to the classroom in the fall. And so that's what we're planning. But we're also being very careful because, as we know, the, the news on COVID changes by the day and we've got to be very responsive. And the safety and well-being and, and wellness of our of our university community members is obviously always our top priority. So we will be adjusting as we move along, but we are planning as much as possible to be back in the classroom. We certainly know that's what our students want. It's what our faculty wants. I mean, we really miss having that busy campus full of life and 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 and, and young students learning it's a, it's the great it's the great privilege of being able to work at a university before I let you go, Dr. Flanagan, some uh, some good news. Uh, I think it was late last week as well, and, and, and I think that this might help in, in a small way to that, that growth that you're looking at, you know, the potential of maybe up to 50,000 students a year. The University of Alberta ranking, what, uh, 81st in the world and fourth in Canada, according to the Centre for World University Rankings. Um that's something else. <laughs> Your reaction oh. to that? I mean, good news. I mean, oh, I mean sure. it's, that al- is... it's always that... fascinating because I can remember, you know, 30 years ago when I started in the business, when the McLean's Magazine University rankings always came out. You know, I was living in Thunder Bay at the time, and we'd all look up Lakehead University to see where it was, and if it was good, be like, oh, this is great. If it was bad, oh, it doesn't matter, right? Like, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, well, we'll 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 celebrate it if it's good. We'll ignore it if it's bad. But this is good news. This is very. 
good news. And in fact, we jumped 20 spots in this year's rankings. And these are important rankings. This is not. Uh, this is all. De- this is all determined by independent data, and it's tr- largely driven by faculty performance, publications, and research. And of course, I think the great thing that we happened for for the University of Alberta was the Nobel Prize for Dr. Michael Houghton, yes. which was awarded uh, in December of last year. And a Nobel, as you know, is it's <laughs> the Academy Award in the academic world. You couldn't. You can't get anything more distinguished. And of course, Michael has got a tremendously distinguished record as a scientist having identified the hepatitis C virus and continues to do marvelous work for us at the University of Alberta. So very proud of Michael and, of course, thrilled to share share in the glory of the Nobel Prize. And, <laughs> and that uh, no question that also had an impact on our rankings. And the rankings are important because uh, the world, people around the world look at these rankings and it, it greatly enhances our ability to draw outstanding students to the University of Alberta from not only Alberta, but around the world. And faculty, staff, uh, they, these are very meaningful and have a great impact. Yeah, the work, the research that's being done uh, at, at the university every single day, every single month, every single year is uh, is is staggering, and I always love highlighting it on this show. Dr. Flanagan, thanks for your time this afternoon. I appreciate it. I look forward to chatting with you again sometime oh, in the future. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care now. Dr. Bill Flanagan, the uh, president of the University of Alberta.